0: Welcome to the I Shine podcast. I am your host Angela A Love Lewis, and I am super excited today because y'all just don't know the anointing up here. You should have felt it through the screen when we were coming on. You should have felt like the music just sounds like it's got God all over, right? Yes, yes. Exactly. I want to just let you all know because I don't even want to waste time because this thing right here is too good to hold off on. So I'm not even going to go through all the introductions about the I Shine podcast and what we do because I want to give an immense Southern welcome to Bishop Kevin Foreman. How are you, sir?
1: I am wonderful. Thank you so much. I got to tell you, I love Ready, Set, Shine. That is amazing. Shine,
0: Shine. absolutely.
1: That is amazing because I really believe, uh, I know we're going to talk about some, some things, but I really believe that Uh, especially in the second half of this year and that's that's what God wants to do in the lives of people and I just believe the second half is going to be better uh, than the first half and rise shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is upon you so I love it let's shine let's go I love that
0: and so you have set the tone for the conversation because I grew up with my mom telling me all the time, you know, rise and shine, rise and shine, Mm -hmm. you know, on the days where I didn't feel like getting up, going to school or whatever. But because she told me for whatever reason, as I got up and got ready, it made me want to go out and just shine and be positive and have that energy. And yeah. so uh, I was a pre-PK kid. So, mm-hmm. of course, I know all about, you know, the ins and outs of ministry and, right. and all of that. So, yes, but the shine piece, that's what does it for me to get up and shine, because I believe we all, God has put so much in each one of us. So we are all destined to shine.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I love absolutely. Your energy is that way. You're effervescent. You bring life. Like you're the essence. When Jesus said, "I just want to say this." When Jesus said, "I am come that you might have life and life more abundantly." Life there is this Greek word zoe, which means you've got so much life. You're bringing other people to life, and that's what you do. This this I Shine podcast, all of what you do, it's Zoe. It is bringing other people to life. And many of your viewers, many of your listeners sometimes wonder, why do people always come to me for encouragement, look to me for word, look to me to build them up, is that's because you've got so much life that they're living from the overflow of what you have. Your overflow is what helps provide other people their substance.
0: Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. I receive that and appreciate it. Look, Bishop is doing his thing. Come on. When are you coming to Atlanta? That's what we need to know. We are
1: coming. So we are so excited. So Harvest Church, we started it uh, in 2006, May 20 of 2006 in Denver, Colorado. They call it the Mile High City. And uh, Denver, I got to be honest with you, I've been in ministry since I was a kid. Same time I started my first business when I was a kid. 12 years old. And uh, I've been in Denver for a while. And and uh, when it was time to start and plant a church, I said, God, well, surely we're not going to do it in Denver. Denver is 46 out of 50 for lowest church attendance in the nation. And it's only 4% African-American. So there's not a lot of racial mm-hmm. or ethnic diversity. So I said, God, no way are we going to do it in Denver, but we did. And I remember the Lord telling me this when we started. He said, son, if you can do it here, you can do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and let that be a lesson for those watching and listening, because sometimes you'll say, God, you've not given me a great hand. That's because he needed you to learn how to take a bad hand and play it well anywhere. Mm, that's a good you name. can succeed with what you had to start with. If you can succeed with the challenges and the obstacles and the deck that was stacked against you, that just goes to show you how strong you are and how great the anointing, that grace mm. that has given you is. And so we plan it. We've seen. Um, thousands and thousands of people give their lives to the Lord right here um, in a place where the statistics said it was not supposed to happen. It was not supposed to happen for an African-American led church. And uh, we knew we were going to expand to another area. And we began to pray and say, God, where 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 mm-hmm. and at one point it looked like one city and uh and then through a turn of events uh i believe this every delay is to our benefit mm-hmm. so through a turn of events we looked and we prayed and i visited several different cities and uh just in this time of prayer with our board of directors and atlanta was the city i gotta be honest i used to come to atlanta i would eat and leave i mean i, I would mm-hmm. eat, and i said i'm out of here um <laughs> I said, "There's a lot of traffic. There's a lot of people. Yes. You know what I noticed is that it sort of reminded me of like the Apostle Paul, where the Bible says he had to get to Rome mm-hmm. because Rome was the center of culture. Yes. And so when he got to Rome, if he was able to reach the people in Rome, he was able to transform the entire empire. Wow. And so, Atlanta is that. You know, you've got media now. You know, where you get more production done in Atlanta than Hollywood." You've got um, the source of so many things that are located right there in that area. And so um, through prayer and, uh, and some really deliberate steps, Atlanta was what God said. And so we began taking steps. And uh, we're so excited because the pre-launch phase is beginning here really shortly. Uh, we have several hundred that have already registered to be a part of our launch team. And uh, we're excited about it. Not, and let me say this, not to just be another church. Mm-hmm. um because there's 60 believe it or not um despite the fact that atlanta's in the bible belt 60 percent of the atlanta metro area is unchurched or de which means mm-hmm. they, don't they don't go anywhere so we're excited about reaching people who are not just currently in church but we're really excited about reaching unchurched people never been in church mm-hmm. dechurched people that were in church and for some reason they've fallen away mm-hmm. and um what we see most often for many that fall away is sometimes it is a disconnect from results. Like mm. I want to see results. If the gospel is good news, I need to see it working in my life. And you being a PK. I'm sure you, you saw people who would shout and holler and scream and give God glory. And you would be like, but where's your fruit? And part of how Harvest approaches ministry is that everything we do is results oriented. It's mm. results based. You're not just going to shout and holler. You're going you're going to get a word that's going to give you life going to encourage you, build you, inspire you and show you how to go out Monday, Monday through the rest of the week and make it happen.
0: Oh, that's powerful, Bishop. And, you know, so I'm going to go ahead, first and foremost, apologize to the uh, Congregation of Harvest Church, because I know they're like, I know she didn't start this interview and did not properly introduce our bishop. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Uh-uh, Bishop, you're not going to let, they, y'all not going to get me come to Atlanta. We're going to do this thing right. So let's That's wrap it up right. a little bit, and I'm going to let you all know. Bishop is hailing from Harvest Church in Denver, Colorado. So that is uh, who's going to be coming here to Atlanta. But let me just say, Bishop, as seen on BET, ABC, Wall Street Journal, Fox, the Denver Post, TBN, Daystar, just to name a few. But Bishop is a leader. He's a coach, an author, an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, a speaker. He is the founder and chancellor of Harvest Bible College, and he was consecrated as a bishop 2006, correct?
1: You got it. Okay. In Atlanta. In Atlanta. In
0: Atlanta. Oh, I missed that one. Yes. What I was circle then.
1: It is it, exactly what it is. We'll exactly.
0: circle. And you know, the crazy thing about it is, you know, I was wondering why Atlanta? Because, you know, when we think about it, coming from Denver, you're crossing over several states. Yes. You're crossing over time zones. Yes. But it's amazing to think that when we are, we have so many heavy hitters here, you know, when it comes to pastors, when it comes sure. to ministers, when it comes to churches. And so- We're thinking it's a saturated market, but when you just gave statistics of sixty percent, that's mind blowing.
1: Right, it's not saturated at all. And I thought the same thing. I thought, well, they don't need another church. They got a lot of churches. But here's what we. But you also have a lot of people. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes when you come from the world of church, your paradigm is church. So you think we have a lot of churches. We have a lot of pastors. We got a lot of music artists. We got all of that. But when you change perspectives, and this is what I love about. God is when you change perspectives, you'll see that there's actually a greater need than there is enough to fulfill and to meet that need. Because if you just take African-Americans on our harvest is diverse. So we're multicultural, every age, every background, every race, you're going to see people suit and tie. You're going to see people tatted up. You're going to see people with grills. You're going to see people with uh, 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 whatever you're going to. It's like the United Nations, the church, every background, every race, everybody's included. Nobody's excluded. And what's amazing about that, if you come from a church perspective, you'll think there's hundreds of churches. But when you really look at the need, there is a greater need uh, in that area. Because if you just take African-Americans, as I was saying, that's over 1.3 million that don't go anywhere. In the Atlanta metro area alone. Um, And so when I look at that, I say, God, it makes it makes perfect sense to me, um, because I don't really believe that we need. You know, a lot of times in church people say we need revival. Mm -hmm. I want to I want to push that thought, because one, the word revival is not in the Bible at all. It only appears in the John Weymouth translation of the scriptures. And 99 percent people don't even know who that is. Instead, it's not that we need revival, we need the evolution of the church. Mm. Uh, Revival means to bring something that was dead back to life, but we got to ask ourselves the question, who killed it? Are we trying to resuscitate something that needs to die, that needs to go? And so I'm excited about coming and adding our voice to the multitude and the litany of voices. But really, again, our approach, is uh is very different and it's very unique um and that you are not going to be able to come to a harvest experience and say i didn't learn nothing i didn't get anything Mm -hmm. i don't know um the number one testimony from people who come to harvest is is one the the, it was fun church was fun it was not some boring mundane ritualistic oh my god when can we get out of here so i can go eat i'm trying to get to May max you know uh not that and you're going to learn. You're going to learn a word that's going to get results. And can I tell you what's been amazing to me? Is people who have been to connect with us in Atlanta, because of what they've seen just online and just on social media, they have hopped in planes and came to Denver to come to church and be in church less than the plane ride. Wow. There's not a week that goes by where some of our Atlanta family is not in the Denver. Uh, is not in wow, Denver.
0: that's amazing. But then that speaks to what you all have created, the environment and the experience. Because yeah. I do believe that life is about experiences yeah. and that people are missing out when you don't cater to that. Absolutely. What I love about Harvest Church is, is really, I guess, the motto or the mission, because you guys are—it's uh, love God. Yes. Love people and love life. Yes. So when you put that trifecta together, Mm -hmm. it really kind of helps people to start understanding because we came off a hard year. 2020 was a hard year.
1: It was a beast
0: as the as the spiritual father. Was it harder than than any other?
1: You, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. The Lord, when when we we've received notice, I was doing Dr. Dorinda Clark Cole's show in Ohio right before lockdown began, and so when I got back, when I left, I was looking at the airport and I'm like, "Where are all the people?" Right. When I got back, I said, "There are no people." And then I think it was March 15, 2020, where Colorado entered shutdown and other states similar similar timelines. And um, the Lord spoke to me. He said, son, you remain consistent. So can I tell you, I didn't miss one Wednesday live. I didn't miss one Sunday. We do two experiences here. We call them experiences. That's why I love what you said, not services, because it's an experience. It's not just a, and now we will have announcements. No, you know, it's it's an experience. Mm -hmm. I did not miss one of those live. I preached those live just like I did. Uh, I did not miss one Monday night prayer. So can I be honest with you? The Lord told me, he said, son, people need consistency. And the same thing you were doing before pandemic, I'm gonna need you to do during pandemic. And so that's exactly what we did. And so can I be honest, we saw tons of people come to the Lord, we saw tons of people connect. Uh, we actually saw that that we were able to uh, reach and transform the lives of people in the pandemic. And uh, my message was simple. You will prosper in this pandemic. And prosperity is bigger than cash, cars and clothes. It's says Hebrew word, shalom. Uh, we can never reduce God down to cash, cars and clothes like that. That's too cheap for God. Don't make him cheap like that. Yes. It's shalom, which means nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. All as well. And so we saw people come out of that pandemic because they saw their pastor consistent. And yes, we had to reduce the number down to where it was just a few singers and production. I think at one point we had to only have like 10 or 15 people in the building. Mm-hmm. We reduced it down, but I was consistent and I kept speaking and and walked those that I led right through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we got more testimonies. Uh alone, we saw out of the pandemic, we saw just what we know, we saw over. 15 new six figure earners in our congregation. Wow. Wow. Uh, New, um, which means they were doing something else. And I only mentioned that just to say my heart as a pastor, my heart as a shepherd is the people I lead. I want them to do well in every area Mm -hmm. of their life. And I'm unapologetic about it. Unapologetic about it.
0: We love that. And you know, it's so funny because everything that I'm wanting to ask you about, you're already, it's like, yes come on ghost when i'm researching you know looking at you know some of your you know broadcasts and things like that and everybody comes on they're like shalom right so i saw where you put on it so tell us again what that means because that's the aspiration to get to that place
1: Absolutely. Yes. You know, so in in the Hebrew culture, that's how they greet one another. Shalom. Um, They don't say, hey, what's up? How you doing? What's going on? You know, all that. And the reason is because shalom is not just a statement. It's a prophecy. Mm. And prophesy means you're going to foretell and foretell. So to foretell means God has already scheduled something. You're just announcing it. To foretell means that you are putting it on the schedule. Mm -hmm. And so that's the power of our words, life and death and the power of our tongue. And so when we speak Shalom to one another and you like you said, you'll see everybody saying it. Mm -hmm. uh, It is because every time you speak that to somebody, you are telling them nothing missing in your life, nothing broken in your life, nothing lacking in your life. All is well. When they say it to you, they're telling you nothing missing nothing broken nothing lacking all is well and that's so amazing because it's not a life of perfection mm-hmm. but there's no issues because the moment you have perfection then you no longer have a problem to solve which means you no longer need a pulse as long as there's a problem to solve you ha- you still need a pulse which means god still has a plan alone mm-hmm. mm-hmm. says use the uh, you know a story everybody's familiar with two fish five loaves of bread the way i tell it a two piece dinner with five husk puppies they gave you three extras yes <laughs> right and so, so they look at that and say, "God, we don't have enough to feed this multitude, these thousands of people." And in essence, because they were shalom, nothing was missing. So even though it didn't look like they had what they needed, the miracle that they needed was going to manifest from inside of them. Mm. So, so, so he says, "No, we got all that we need. Count it again, and let that be a revelation for somebody watching." You keep saying, "I don't have what I need. I don't have the team. I don't have the money. I don't count it again." Because what you have, you are shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well.
0: You better come on here and teach, Bishop. Listen, y'all need to make sure that you follow Bishop and get with him. Get Become part of Harvest Church because those are the messages that we need to be able to understand. Like you said, to speak those things that are not as though they are. When you start speaking it like that, it shifts. Your mentality, you go from a lack mentality to an abundance mentality. Exactly. You go from a you know, stunted mindset to a growth mindset because yep. you're walking in expectation. And yep. so a father who loves us, we always expect good things, you know. Yep. And if he knew us before he formed us in the belly of our mother, then you already know the plans he has for us are good.
1: So come on, preach. <laughs> come, on. come on here, preach. Yes. <laughs>
0: come on. Yes. So listen, Bishop, let me ask you first, and let me just tell the people this. Bishop is known as the architect of excellence. So y'all know when you hear that in reference with a bishop, you're already kind of looking like, ah, that's a lot. Mm. And I don't know because I don't measure up. Mm. then they brought you on and said that you are the people's
1: people's bishop. bishop. Oh my god, yes. That
0: changes the whole game when you say the people's bishop. How do you talk to us about that?
1: Oh my god, because I love people. Like, this is not, if I could tell a little bit of my story i didn't want to be a pastor Mm. i didn't want to be a bishop i know there are certain people who will you know run somebody over off the road to 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 have a position or a title that wasn't me i wanted god to get the glory out of my life i was in business i was you know i started in music ministry when i was 12. Mm -hmm. same time i started my first business when i was 12. in fact there's a bank here in downtown denver or cherry creek uh, close to downtown denver called young americans bank And uh, I pioneered their business loan program. They still have a picture of me when I was 12 years old uh, holding up my business plan. They still have that in that bank. So every it's amazing. So every young entrepreneur in this city, they have to see my picture and they go to that bank to be their inspiration to God be the glory for that. I just thought about that now um, that God will you'll sow seeds and you never know how those seeds will impact lives. And so, you know, I built a, a successful real estate finance business. By the time I was 21, it was the largest in the Denver metro area. And uh, I was good doing business. I was still in music ministry. And I was like, God, I'm good with this. And then but I prayed this prayer when I was a kid. I said, Lord, accelerate my destiny. Whatever Mm -hmm. I am supposed to do. I do not want to wait until I don't have the energy to do it. And that's a word.
0: Accelerate your destiny. Accelerate
1: my destiny. Um, And and here's what that means. If he's going to accelerate where you're headed to. He's going to accelerate the hell you have to go through Mm. because there's a journey that you need to get you ready for where you're headed. Because there's lessons in that journey you're going to pick up that when you get to where you're headed, you're going to be like, I'm so glad Mm. that I had to go through that, that I had to deal with this, that I had to suffer that. And so, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to be a senior pastor. I didn't want to be a bishop. I thought eventually I would do that. But I was like, I got all this other stuff I want to do. I'm doing well in business. I just opened a new office and, and things were going well. And, uh, through a turn of events, God got his yes out of me. Wow. The industry I was in collapsed, um, literally over the weekend. And so we went from on Friday, things were amazing to that coming Monday. Oh my God, what are we going to do? Um, and immediately had to begin making changes. And so when I preach, I'm not just preaching from theory, I'm not just preaching from scriptural, premise i am preaching cuz i have watched god i have watched him make me shalom even when everything was crashing around me i have watched him do this and so fast forward long story short we ended up planting the church and um and i was like god i do not want to be i am not in this for any other reason i'm not in this for fame i'm not in this to try to make a name for myself you said you'd make my name great so i don't i'm not even into that God, if I'm going to do it, it's because I want the people to have results. Mm. I want the lives of the people to be better. I am not interested in just having a Sunday morning shareholders meeting. If that's all we're going to do, then I'm not, I'm not into that. I want people to get results because if the gospel is good news, good news works. And so that drives everything that I do. And so mm-hmm. me, people see on social media interacting with people. One of the most difficult things for me about uh, the pandemic was not being able to hug people. I love on people you know all this elbowing and all of that and, and, you know fist bumping, all of that that was the most difficult thing for me not to be able to interact with people because i love people i still do one-on-ones um, with our congregation i still make sure that that time despite how full my schedule is i still do that because i again the people's business. i care about the people i want to see the people win um i invest into the people When I see people at the airport who have connected with us and say, hey, Bishop, 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 I I may be trying to hurry to get to a point. I will stop. I will engage. I will connect. Because at the end of the day, why have a platform if you're not going to connect with people? And I said this to the Lord, "Lord, I don't want to be a pastor that loves crowds and, and hates people.
0: Bishop, listen. If that's not the word for everybody who's listening, that's not a reason for you to want to connect to Bishop Kevin Foreman and Harvest Church here in Atlanta. That sums it all up. It's so many uh, people who choose the platform because the platform brings a lot with it. You know, it brings the fame. It brings all the things that, you know, are really susceptible to bringing someone down. Sure, the money, the attention from women, you know, all the things that come that Satan uses to kill, steal and destroy. However, when you can learn to flip it and make it where it's not about the crowd but about the individual person that's when you tap into what god has called you to do so for you I, i see why they call you the people's bishop because you are about that person and i tell you it's so many people out here who are waiting to see and i'll say this uh I was very active in a ministry where we were, you know, I was like, um, uh, the, over the welcome committee Mm, and the greeters and all of that. Right. And so it was so pressing upon me to, well, you, you can already probably tell I'm already like high energy, like, Hey, hey, what's going on anyway, but. I always wanted to make a point that if you saw me at Walmart or you saw me at Mary Mac or you saw me wherever, I'm going to be the same because people same are waiting way. to see, are you going to change outside of church same and way. differently than you will out in the streets? Same. And so it was very important. And so I see what you mean about, yes, you may be doing something else, but it requires you because it's not about you. You no. have to increase so that God can increase because what happens is when you reject them they see it as not a rejection from you but really a rejection from god because no. that is who you're representing so I, I love the fact that you take that so seriously because i, do. I think that's why 60 percent of the people here are not churched or are, are sitting at home not because they don't have a love for god not because they don't want to you know Operate in excellence and do the things that God has called them to do to use their gifts and their talents, but because someone has failed them and allowed their flesh to make them weak enough to be fiending for the crowd and forget about the people.
1: Forget about, you know, I I think that's such a great point. And and I love what you said. One of the things I just want to put out that you said is about being the same. And one of the things I am not a perfect man, and, and here's the thing, and I am the number one person to tell you and to say it and in my preaching you will hear I use myself I use my own fallacies my own uh mistakes my own things um because one it's important that people know that again the gospel is real and it works mm-hmm. but then number two because what you're not going to say is well he was one way on that stage and he's another oh no 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 the same me but well, I will I will have a good time on that stage is the same me uh you know that will engage and have a good time and, uh, and 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 listen, and still be kind. I saw yesterday. I was I was jogging home yesterday evening once I left the gym, and uh, I saw somebody on the bus stop. It was a gentleman who used to attend the church years ago. I don't know if he attends not or now mm-hmm. because of digital or what have you. But that wasn't even the subject of my conversation. His conversation was, "How are you doing? You good? Good to see you." And he was getting ready to get onto the bus. But um, that's just that's just that's just who I am, and uh, it's the same it's the same person. Um, you know, and, uh, and I, again, I strive to make the gospel real. I have a saying, when you're real, you can heal. Mm-hmm. And so I, I keep it real. Not only do I keep it real, but I strive to live that way. Um, and again, not a perfect man at all, but that's the whole glory. That's the good part about the gospel. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody wants is perfect, but we serve and love a perfect God who helps us to evolve into that shalom.
0: Wow, I love it. I love it. So let's go back because I want to kind of take on what you just said a moment ago in the jogging. Yeah. You are very, um, instrumental in transforming the lives of people you know you are really uh out here wanting people to win yes and to be successful yes. but at the same time as you're transforming others you yourself went under a major transformation yes. if, if i'm not mistaken if i didn't read it incorrectly it was like a 95,
1: 95. I, I lost a i lost a preteen person <laughs> <laughs> right right exactly yes 95 pounds Wow.
0: But you know what? That speaks a lot. So into the dedication and commitment that it takes to do that. So can you share with us, you know, maybe some of the struggles that you had, as well as some of the rewards you've experienced after having done
1: that? Oh, absolutely. Great question. So I had... um since I was a kid, again, I was born in Denver, raised in Memphis, reared in Memphis, and then returned. So, you know, in the South, we eat a little different. We eat biscuits and cornbread and all that. Yes. And of course, in Denver, you know, you may have granola and yogurt and stuff like that. So it's a, little, a, little, a little different. Uh, you know, a little different. But in that, um, as a kid, you know, I was always a solid. And uh and coming up, I was solid. I remember going into high school, I had slimmed down a bit and, you know, then I was, you know, and I was good and, and, and sort of through through high school and then in early college years. Um, and then you fast forward beyond that. When I began to pastor, I began to gain weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and can I be really honest with you? Uh, and for those watching and listening, um, I discovered that a lot of my weight gain was tied to bitterness that I wasn't aware I was carrying because. The seat that you sit in as a leader and as a pastor, you know, um, a lot of times people talk about church hurt, but can I reverse that? Because sheep have teeth. And as a shepherd, you can be bitten and bitten. And it can make you, you know, you got to keep going, right? You got to keep pressing. You got to get up and keep doing what you do. And there were people I would pour my life into and mentor. And I'd always done that since I was a little kid. I'd always pour it. I'd always mentor I'd always done those things. And just you'd go through some experiences that make that just could make you bitter. And I began to gain weight. So I ballooned. And and, and if you look at the pictures, it doesn't look like a balloon, but it's a balloon when I look at the numbers. Because uh, I just look like a solid middle linebacker. The problem was I wasn't playing football. So, you know, uh, you know, so I, I was up to about 240 or so. Mm-hmm. And uh and you couldn't really, you know, you know, tell, you know, I mean, again, I, I I think I carried it fairly well, but I remember one day we were doing a 21-day Daniel fast and I tried everything to lose weight. And so for the women watching, for the men watching who are trying to, you're struggling, I understand that struggle. I mean, I did yeah. I did Metabo Life, I did P90X, I did protein power, I did stop the insanity, I did crazy again, you know, whatever. I did it all. Right. Uh, Try to to slim down and to manage my weight. I would go to the gym. I would do all of that. And I literally said, God, I need a strategy from you Mm -hmm. um, because these other strategies are not working. So we're doing a 21 day Daniel fast, which is basically fruits and vegetables for those not familiar. Comes right out of the scripture. Daniel fasted for 21 days and he got his breakthrough. Well, guess what? On the 21st day, it was a Sunday after church. I watched this documentary on Netflix. I can't even tell you the name of it because I haven't been able to find it since 2013. Um, I watched this documentary, and I watched the documentary. It changes everything for me. I stopped eating fast food. I stopped eating after 6 p.m. before intermittent fasting was a thing. Um, you know, I stopped eating after six o'clock. Um, I, I changed. You know, a lot of what I was eating because I was a an eater and I would eat late. You know, I would get big old Papa papadose platters at 10:30 at night. Listen, if I'm gonna eat, I would eat good. I still eat good, but, you know. At ten thirty and eleven o'clock, I'd eat, get my bread, you know, dip it real good, get that butter nice and smooth, and all of that. And um, and so I began to change. First four months, I lost seventy five pounds. Here's how I found out that I lost the weight because we had been really casual at that point and so i was in jeans most of the time so i didn't really pay attention to the weight loss and let that be revelation some of you are changing and you're not even paying attention to the fact of how much you've grown
0: that's good that's good
1: sometimes you need like what happened to me so i was teaching a leadership summit in the mountains here in denver and when i was teaching a leadership summit it was a leadership gathering so it was more professional so it was a suit so one of my adjutants. That was with me, um, you know, they, they had my things set out, ready to go for me. So, you know, I, I went to put on my suit jacket mm-hmm. and I said, man, you brought me somebody else's suit. I said, how are you going to bring me? And he was a taller guy. I said, how are you going to bring me your suit? I said, I got to go downstairs and, pre- and teach these people in 10 minutes. And you brought me somebody else's suit. Like I put the jacket on. It was hanging off. Mm-hmm. I put I, 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 the, the pants, they were hanging off. And I was like, something's going on. So when I got home, I never bought a scale because I never wanted to see the truth.
0: Right, right.
1: Another revelation. Another revelation. Just because you avoid it does not make it go away. Oh, come Um, on. And so I got on a scale and said, what? What? Because I knew what I'd weighed at my last physical. Mm -hmm. 75 pounds gone in four months just from changing my eating habits. Wow. Then the next 20 pounds or so, I put off uh, after that time, and I literally went, I went from a 44 regular jacket to, um, you know, now where my tailor, they have to cut it in for me. My tailor, he's a he's a North uh, Korean man. He'll say, Bishop, it's a hard to work. Not North Korean, the South Korean man. And they'll say, Bishop, it's a hard to work a job here. How to work a job. You like a skinny style, a skinny style. I said, well, I ain't never been skinny before. And since I'm skinny now, yes, chop this thing in. So, that
0: thing
1: down. So, and what's the blessing. Is how many people connected to harvest began to lose weight. So I was the top in our congregation at 95 pounds. But now we got testimonies, 115 pounds, 130 pounds, 150 pounds of people that said, Bishop, I saw you do it. I saw you do it in front of me with no surgeries, not knocking surgeries, with no pills, not knocking pills. Um, But I saw you do it all natural. And so then you have people who will come in. One way and totally transform their bodies because wow. of that, that example
0: that is so God is amazing. that yeah. is so amazing and 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 so it goes to where i'm going next because as you say that as they look at the head and they say that it comes from the head and comes down okay. right your motto if i believe for the church is 2021 is the year to set it off set it off
1: come on one what thing, change. it, what is one thing changes everything One thing changes everything. Um, That that phrase um, really, and really that's what's happening, right? Is one thing is changing everything. Um, And there's so many different ways to look at that. Um, You know, the Apostle Paul talks about, I forget those things that are behind me. This one thing I do. In other words, I got one move. You know, it's like um, you may not have any other dance moves, but if you got that one move, if I got that one move, I'm solid. I am. What's that one move? That one, and that's that one move is I, I reach forward, I press forward, and so that's what this year has been setting it off. You know, the children of Israel when they're at the Jordan, the Red Sea was their past, and for everybody listening, your past is literally behind you, and it's and it is over. What's ahead of you is similar, but it's not the same as what you've been through. Uh, it's a body of water, but it's a different type of body of water. See, the Red Sea was an enclosed body that was fed into. The Jordan River means I'm getting into my flow. Ooh, come on. And, and, and I have to step into the Jordan. The Red Sea, I, Moses lifts his hands, the Red Sea parts because the wind blows. So as Moses worships, he gets through this obstacle. This next obstacle, he has to get into the water. They have to get into the water, Joshua. And the priests rather have to get into the water. When they get into the water, Them, the water spreads and they're able to cross over. So for 2021, you have to literally get in there. You have to take the step. You can't do this from the sideline. That's why some of you watching even take this as a prophetic word for you. You're like, I'm just waiting on this to happen. And God says, I'm not doing anything until you put your foot in there. And when you put your foot in there, you're going to see that's where the miracles are. When you take that one step, one thing, will change everything. So guess what? Harvesters, we were delayed in launching because we were going to launch in 2020. Corona happened. And every delay is to our benefit. So what are we doing this year? We're getting in there. We're setting it off. We are taking that step. And I can't wait to see the miracles. I have great expectation of what God's going to do, not just for Harvest Church in Atlanta, but in the city, in the area, in the region. Because if we transform Rome, you transform the nation. And Atlanta is the Rome for every industry in this country.
0: It's so amazing. And when I listen to you you know, speak like that, it, it really does give us a different paradigm shift yes. of how we need to start showing up for ourselves, yes. how we need to start showing up for others, how yeah. we start showing up as a representation of who God created us to be. Yeah. So I'm so glad that we were able to connect so that we can get this message out, because I think people need to hear from someone who can give you uh, that perspective, even breaking down. Cause I mean, we all know about, you know, the Red Sea and the parting yeah. of the waters or whatever, but you don't think about it as holding your hands up it's worshiping through your past. But when you get into the flow, when you take that step, that has taken a move, and now you are able to set it off by doing that. And so it's a fresh way of seeing something and being able to make it applicable. And like you said earlier, it's not just coming to church and listening to a message. And you know how, and, and I, I know we all have been guilty of it, when you're sitting in church listening to the message, and if somebody was to tell you, well, what did he preach about? You know what? You know
1: what? I don't, don't... don't know. Good to it, child. It was good. What did he say? It was good,
0: though. Bishop did his thing. I just don't know what he talked about, but I know he did something. Yeah, I know that.
1: Right. That that what you just said is that because I used to and I know why God called me, God called me because whatever frustrates you, that's where your call is. Whatever aggravates you, that's what you're anointed to fix. Mm. Um, And so I used to sit in church. And I love church. I love men of God. I love women of God. I love church. I'm a pro-church guy. Is it perfect? No, that's because people aren't perfect, but it is God's way to change the world. I've watched what church um, has done to transform the lives of so many people of every background. And so, you know, I would sit in church and I would listen to the messages sometimes and I would think, like, I hear this phrase, like, you got to have a prayer life. And and I would, you know, hear people talking to be like, well, God, dog, I must not even be saved because... The way these people talk, they wake up talking to Jesus all day and locked in the closet and all that. What what I do and what Harvest does is we're going to take that word. As a shepherd, my job is to chop it up, serve it to you so that you can digest it and actually use it. It doesn't make a difference if we shout and holler and scream and run, but we have no understanding. Like it's time out for just going through the motions. We need to see some movement. We are sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue, and we are not going to do that just going through. I, I say it like this: going through the slave gospel. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not the gospel of the Bible. What I mean when I say that, you know, well, you know, I'm just going to go through hell and then one day I'm going to die and get to heaven. That's not Bible. Bible is revelation 510. He has made us Kings and priests spiritual and successful. You can pray and you get slain. You can speak in unknown tongues and walk into the boardroom and negotiate a seven figure deal. You need to be able to do like to say both of them. Not uh, listen, B-O-F-F-U-M, both of them. You, you need at to know to do. both of them at the same
0: time. And it's okay.
1: And it's okay. In fact, when people see our fruit, The Bible says they would see our fruit and then glorify our God. And so that's what harvest is all about. I want fruit. Uh, If you go to our website, we have something called change lives where people put their testimonies on there. The reason we do that is because this this is what it's about. What's the fruit? How many people are coming to the Lord? How many people are seeing transformation in their life? Because just going just to go, like eventually you're going to tire from that. Eventually, you're going to and I'm not knocking any church. I'm not knocking any pastor, any man of God. But I just know what I was called to do, uh-huh. was to, that, hence the term the people's Bishop, is to make sure that people get the tools to see transformation in their life. We're not just going through the motions. I love We're not it. just doing church to do church. We're yeah. doing church so we can change the world,
0: and it's a beautiful thing because when you when you really look at a lot of times how Christians, you know, And uh, they feel like, you know, the struggle. I'm Mm -hmm. not a Christian if I'm not struggling, you know. But at the end of the day, the world is doing the things that Christians should be doing. The world. You know, you're we're, we're, we're setting our, our young people up to model the world because that's what they see as the prosperity and sure. the tangible things of it. You know, because they can't see it in church because you're too busy saying that I got to be on my knees and I can't go out here. So I can't have six figures or seven figures. I can't go out here and, and negotiate deals because I'm waiting on God. You know, and again, as you said,
1: he's waiting, waiting
0: on you. On God, but God is waiting on you.
1: Step in that, Jordan. Step in it. Step in it. Get in there, y'all. That? Get in there. Listen, that that was our yeah. series at the beginning of the year, and I encourage people to go. That was our series at the beginning of the year. Set it off, and that's the theme for the year. So everything is about one thing changes everything. And for some watching this, this is that one thing because they're going to go listen to a message. They're going to go watch a message, and it's going to change everything. Change how they view church. Change how they even view God. Because for many people, you know, why worship is difficult is because for many people, they know him as savior. They know him maybe even as Lord, but they don't know him as father. Mm. So it's difficult. You Mm. want me to be intimate with somebody, a stranger? That's crazy. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. And so, you know, I I believe one thing will change everything for people. And that slave gospel, that's got to go. We are not just sitting down here waiting on one. No, 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 no. We are supposed to Revelation 510 to reign. And the Bible says on the earth. Oh, means now which means you're supposed to run it you're supposed to live it you're supposed to have it you're supposed to do it and here's why not for your glory but for god's glory because we're blessed to be a blessing you can't bless somebody else and you're struggling to be blessed bro you
0: can't it, 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 it doesn't it what the, my daughter always says all the time make it make sense
1: that doesn't make sense doesn't make sense that's what and just think about it like what's good news about you know i just got to go through hell and always be mad and disgusted and down and all that no, that's not God's plan for your life. And Hosea says God's people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So, mm-hmm. my approach is let's get this knowledge, let's chop this knowledge up, and let's make sure that people, whether you're a PhD, a GED, or you ain't just saying you you still figuring it out, you can sit in that same message. And be able to receive something and say oh my god i just got something that's going to help me grow um you know and and that that's just how we approach ministry i want to see people win and i'm unapologetic about it
0: i love it i love it and i'm so excited that you all are are bringing this fresh wave you know here um because even in how you do things when you talk about the consistency Mm -hmm. you know of showing up even during the pandemic it's not only being consistent and showing up on the podcast or showing up cause you have the kingdom and you podcast, but it's also being consistent, like you said, at the experience where you have the two two services showing up on Wednesdays, but you speak to command your week prayer. And I love that because you are giving people the um, mandate to be active because in order to command, you can't be sitting back. You Mm -hmm. have to step Mm -hmm. up, rule, and reign. You have to be able to declare some things uh, if you're going to command it to come into existence. So I love that in your ministry, you are teaching people how to and I'm really big on empowerment. So I call myself yeah. the empowerment producer. But that is empowerment because you are helping people to understand the language to use, the actions, the empowered actions to take in right. order to see the fruit in their life. Because at the end of the day, if there's no fruit, then how do they know who you serve?
1: How do they know who you serve? Right. And, and I think, too, you know, especially for those who maybe grew up in church, Often you saw the prayer, but here's what you didn't see is that prayer is designed to get a plan. Prayer is not an end within itself. So once I pray, I got to get a plan. Then I got to work that plan. Like prayer is a catalyst to something greater. It's not an end all. And so many times I'm just I'm praying and just seeking the Lord and all that. I'm all about great. Now that we've prayed, let's get up and go get this thing. Now that we pray, let's get up and get your family. Now that we pray, let's get up and get your health. Because what good is you doing well, for example, financially, but you're not healthy? You can't enjoy it because you walk 10 steps and you got to take a break. No, let's get that body right. Let's get that mind right. Let's get that family together. Like This is, this is what God's word teaches. And yes, you're going to have struggles. And yes, you're going to have challenges. And yes, you're going to have obstacles. But what the word does is gives us the ability to deal with those and actually come out Better uh, on the other side of that. So I love what you said about empowerment because that's me all day, every day. And there's a reason elected officials from the presidential level to the local level, they pick up that phone and they call me, they text me. And I'm not saying that to be uh, self-aggrandized or anything like that. I have made it that at the end of the day, you know, the chief of police here in Denver he texted me a few weeks ago and said, Bishop, I'm still thinking about your message. I preached that message like months ago. And he took, I said, I'm still thinking about that message, he said, because I have not been to your word empowered like that in church before. He said, I didn't realize that that's what it was. I, I didn't realize I could be empowered like that. And so when I hear testimonies like that, it blesses me because, again, I'm the people's bishop. I want to see the people win. I want to read your praise report, read your testimony. Hear how your family got saved. Hear how you paid that business off. Hear how you went from customer service to the C-suite. I, I want to hear how you're better spiritually, how you love God now. Like you don't just see it as a chore, but you love him now. Like I want to hear that. that. That's what drives me.
0: That's amazing. Bishop, listen, I'm so glad that we had an opportunity and I'm now even more pumped up to get the word out about Bishop Kevin Foreman and Harvest Church coming to Atlanta. Can you let us know where will you be um, when will you all be here, so absolutely. that people can start, and then let them know how they can start following you to start tapping into messages now, so they can be yes. prepared when you get here. Because listen, you're gonna gut punch them if they just wait until you show up. They need to kind of, you know, let it into it. Kind of, you know, get in the flow of things. Yeah, so that way when you get here, yes, are being slain in the spirit, like Bishop, I ain't heard nothing like this in my life. So let them wow. know how they can get in contact with you. And yes,
1: ma'am, absolutely. So social media, everything for me is. At Bishop Foreman, B-I-S-H-O-P-F-O-R-E-M-A-N. That's Instagram, that's Facebook, that's uh, uh, YouTube, that's Twitter, all of that. And uh, to connect with what's going on with Atlanta, here's the best thing for them to do. It's super simple. Let's take their cell phone and text the this H-C-A-T-L, as in Harvest Search Atlanta, is one word H-C-A-T-L to this phone number eight seven seven. Five I'm going to say it two more times because I know it's a lot. You text HCATL to the phone number 877 552 Here it is one more time. Text HCATL to 877 55 Bishop. That's the number. That's what the number is 877 552 4746. That's going to keep you connected to our text group for Atlanta. You'll get the updates. You'll know exactly what's happening. We are. So here's one of the great things that has happened is at the time we're recording this is because of the overwhelming response that we've begun to receive. uh, You got it. There it is right there. You'll just text that word. H-C-A-T-L to eight, seven, seven, five, five, two, four, seven, four, six. We've had to change venues, which is an amazing issue. Uh, And so uh, if they text that, they'll stay connected. They'll get all the dates, the times we're going to go into what we call our pre-launch phase. And this is an amazing time, especially for those watching who you don't want to come in on the on the other side where you're just kind of one that's just attending. You want to get in on the ground like that's the kind of guy I am. I'm let me get in there and let me really build it. And so we call that our launch team. And so for some, um, when the Bible says sheep know the voice of their shepherd for some, when you heard me speak something, and you was like, wait a minute. What is this? What is this? It may not even be what I said. It is the voice. Sheep know the voice of their shepherd, not the words of their shepherd. Right. When God brings a man of God into your life, it's an introduction to a new season of your life. So the words are going to be different, but the voice is what's going to activate you. It's voice activated. My Siri is voice activated. Uh, my my uh, uh, I don't want to say Alexa because then she's going to respond. It's voice activated. Right. Uh, it's vo- And so sheep know the voice of their shepherd. So for some, you all are like, who is that? What are they doing? It is God confirming to you that the old season of life has ended, a new season of life is beginning, and you can literally connect to be a part of our launch team. You'll get all that information on the text also, and uh, we'll start the pre-launch phase where we're going to really d- begin to develop that launch team. And for all of those worried, well, how is he going to do both? How's, is it, is it going to be a video? Is it going to be somebody else? No, I'll be there. I'll be there. It, it's nobody else. I'm not sending somebody else. It's me. And uh, and so um, you can get connected and be a part of that launch team. And for those of you like, you know, I just want to wait until they start having the pre-launch, we call them experiences. All of that, you'll get through the text. You can find out about the launch team. Get connected. Uh, We're building our staff. All of our administration will be based out of Atlanta instead of uh, Denver. Now, things are going amazingly well here. But the Lord told us to put a lot of effort and energy into what he's getting ready to do in Atlanta. And so we're excited about that.
0: Amen. Well, listen, what I say is uh, God must love us so Mm. sending you in Harvest Church here, because I tell you that everything that you've said is um, what is needed. Mm. And uh, like they say, sometimes you don't know what you need until God sends it.
1: Wow. Come on.
0: I want to just say that I am so grateful that I have had the opportunity to speak with you and to just to listen and like you say hear your voice because it is a different sound, you mm-hmm. know. And a lot of times you get very complacent. But you know, if you if you have kids, you know, with you being a spiritual father, if you have kids, sometimes you know, you're tuned out when you hear a lot of kids, but it's something about if your child screams out a little different, you're listening like, wait a minute, what we're let me go check that out and so you get tuned in and it, and you can kind of block out the noise and you kind of like you know go through life and just kind of exist but mm-hmm. as you said this is the time to set it off this is a time to stop doing business as usual Correct. and to start living the life that god has called us to live and i'm like i said all into the empowerment and seeing people win and and it's a beautiful thing when you're not talking about just win financially because i want you to sow these seeds because i want you to time mm. and offer you know a lot of times so much more get into it so much more you know when you speak about not just finances but let's be healthy let's be mentally strong let's you know build relationships let's have experiences let's do some things that change the whole trajectory of your life and if that is what can happen for you by connecting to harvest church then i need you to hit h-c-a-t-l Text that to 877-552-4746. Get connected because sometimes you never know how powerful something can be for your life until you make that move, but you can't expect God to come and do for you if you don't do for yourself. Text it, H-C-A-T-L, to 877-552-4746. Bishop Foreman, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate you being on the iShine platform.
1: It's such a privilege and and so much my pleasure. And I just want to say, even for you, thank you for creating a platform like this where people can be empowered. You got so many negative voices, especially in social media. You got so many voices that are all about pulling people down and what's the dirt you can get on this and what's the gossip you can get on this one. So to have a platform like what you've created that's empowering people. Giving them the ability again, I love that it was a coming out. Ready, set shine. Um, you know, and what does shine mean? Shine means you went through some things that dulled you. God took you through a process to polish you, and now you're ready. And let this be revelation for somebody watching. It's time. You are not watching this by accident, you have not heard this by accident. It is time. and I encourage you to shoot the text or you can just go to our website to harvestchurch.church. But I'm going to speak life. Whether you connect or not, I can guarantee you this. Those messages are going to speak life into your life. And uh, just don't take my word for it. Go look at the praise reports of the people, the people's. Business. Go look at the praise reports because you'll see how their life is being impacted by the way that we do what we do.
0: Exactly. And that's such a great way to tell people because y'all know y'all trying to uh, get on uh, these resorts. Are you going on these uh, restaurants? You always look at the reviews. The reviews. So, this is, he's giving you solid proof, social documentation to let you know if people are going there and they're coming on and they're sharing how much of an experience and a transformation they're having by being connected. Listen, I was told a long time ago, you become what you're connected to. Mm. And so, right now, I see that, you know, I see why you're the people's bishop. I see why God has really allowed you to expand and enlarge your territory. So I wish you nothing, you and Harvest Church, nothing but the best, much success, and I pray that Atlanta is abundantly, excessively, exceedingly, and abundantly good to you and the church here.
1: I receive that. Thank you. Thank you again. I appreciate you. And and can I pray for you for you for the viewers and watchers? Can I pray? Absolutely, please. Absolutely, Father. We bless you and thank you for those that are watching and listening today. I pray, God, that number one, there is no Hebrew word for coincidence, which means they do not exist. So this is not happenstance. This is divine providence. And I pray that whatever they needed to get from this podcast, God, that they would receive that and then they would walk in that. Father, I thank you that the second half of 2021 will be better and superior to the first half for them in the name of Jesus. And finally, Father, I pray. Now, whatever blockage that has existed, whether it be mental, whether it be spiritual, whether it be trauma, whether it be hurt, betrayal, pain, I pray that that blockage would no longer be a blockage. But in fact, God, you would turn it into a blessing that what was a burden, God, you would use to help bring them forward. And we thank you for that now. I thank you, Lord. I speak this last word, that they are shalom. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. All is well. In Jesus' name, get the glory out of all of our lives. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Bishop, again, thank you so much. We sincerely appreciate it and look forward to you coming to the ATL.
1: We on there. We in there.
0: All right. Thank you all so much. Listen, this is I Shine Podcast. Please reach out to us. Uh, You can catch us on Instagram at I Shine underscore magazine underscore podcast. To keep up with this, we will be releasing the broadcast. Please make sure you follow Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church when they're here in Atlanta or whether they're there in Denver. Make sure you get connected because these are powerful messages that can transform your life. So again, you all, thanks so much and be blessed.
1: Amen.